Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Church, so I feel privileged that uh, Pastor Dragoon, uh, on behalf of you guys, allowed me to be here. Amen. Um, just uh, real quick, uh, like Brother Dave said, uh, me and my wife, um, our children, uh, we pioneered a church uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, it was our first time out. We've been out about, we was there two and a half years. And God really did, did do some amazing things there, amen. And so uh, also, as Dave mentioned, I um, uh, felt the call of God, last Prescott conference actually in January, uh, to go to Africa, amen. You know, sometimes God says some things, you have to double check, like, what'd you say, God? I <laughs> <laughs> mean, amen. But uh, it's been a ride, it's been a roller coaster, and I'm just privileged uh, and humbled, amen, to um, be able to do and be used by God uh, to do something for him. Never let anyone tell you what you can or cannot do for God. Can you say amen? Amen. So how many ready to hear from God this morning? Amen? amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, you could turn with me to the book of Matthew. Uh, we're going to read uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. The book of Matthew, chapter 13, 1 through 8. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 13, 1 through 8. Our government has an office that tests soil. And uh, in Virginia, it's called the Department of Agriculture. Uh, I'm very familiar with them. Most of you may or may not know I'm a franchise owner for a termite pest control company. So I'm very familiar with the uh, Virginia Department of Agriculture, though they are our police. And so they check on us, make sure we got our labels right and whatever the case may be, you know, make sure that everything is intact. Uh, but not only do they do that, but they also are responsible for testing soil. And so many times, uh, if they wanted to test your soil around your home uh, to determine if it was good for producing fruit, they could. Pretty much they'll come out, uh, they'll get some handfuls of dirt, uh, they'll begin to take it back to their lab, uh, begin to put it under a microscope, begin to see uh, what exactly it contains. And in a few weeks, uh, they'll begin to send you a report on how good uh, your soil is for growing things. You will find out that you get the good nutrients that are probably in your yard uh, or if you needed to add something in your soil to make it just right. To also help, you know, as far as uh, growing actual seeds and plants. Uh, and so obviously we know that the soil is very critical in many ways. But this morning, listen to me very clear, I want to talk about its importance when it comes to bearing fruit. Amen. How many know that soil, depending on the soil, amen, uh, uh, based on the nutrients, the, the right amount of uh, things that's in that soil will determine uh, how fruitful uh, that ground will be. 
And I believe that same reality uh, is uh, for you and I as Christians this morning. Depending on your soil, talking about the heart this morning. Depending on that soil, amen, uh, how connected we are to God or how uh, not connected we are to God will determine how fruitful your life would be. Can you say amen? I want to preach a sermon entitled uh, Being Fruitful. Because I believe this is the call of God for every Christian in this place. Uh, no matter how old uh, you've been in the in things of Christ, uh, how long you've been saved, uh, all of us is called to bear fruit, uh, to produce, amen, to, to go far beyond uh, uh, of where we're just at, amen. We're going to read uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 13. Uh, uh, here's Jesus, very familiar portion of scripture, uh, the peril of the sword. And it says, uh, one, on the day, same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him. Uh, so that he got into a boat and sat, uh, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in a parable, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, uh, some seed fell by the wayside, um, and the birds came and devoured them. Uh, and some fell on the stony places where they did, uh, uh, where some of them uh, did not have much earth. Uh, and they immediately sprang up, uh, and because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, uh, and because they had no root, uh, they withered away. Verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up uh, and choked them. Uh, but verse 8, listen very clearly, it says, But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, uh, some hundredfold, some sixty, uh, some thirtyfold. And he who has an ear, let him hear. Let us pray, church. Heavenly Father, God, I do count it a joy, uh, a privilege, amen, uh, to be behind your sacred desk, God, this morning. Uh, God, I pray, God, that you will help us, God, uh, understand the dynamics of fruit, God, uh, and how you call all of us as Christians uh, to be fruitful, God, uh, in our lives, uh, as well as in our churches, our communities, God. Help us, God, um, bear fruit, God, on good soil, and we ask all these things uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. How many ready to bear fruit this morning? Amen. Amen. Praise God. In our text, this is exactly what Jesus is talking about. Uh, he's uh, planting this, uh, this picture of a sower that's planting seeds. Uh, and we begin to see that uh, he's planting these seeds and on these different soils. Uh, and we understand that there's different results that are happening. If we would be honest... All of us in here want to see uh, results uh, from what we have sown. Amen. In other words, we would like to see fruit uh, for what we have labored in, uh, for what we have uh, put our time to. Any parent in here uh, uh, would want to see fruit uh, from their children, from what they have invested in their kid's life over the course of the years. Amen. That seeds that were planted to them, uh, that gospel, just life lessons in itself. Uh, how many know as a parent, amen, uh, we want to see the best for our children. We want to see that they're producing fruit that they're taking in, uh, which you, so, which you uh, have spoken into their life. How many know the result of a nice check that you earned that week? You want to see the result of that too, Amen. There's nothing worse than getting paid uh, uh, the right amount for something you know you worked hard for. Amen. Now, last week, when you didn't work that hard, you're like, oh, I didn't really give my best effort. But this week, you're like, I work. Now, if I work overtime, it better I miss my checkup. Be Rambo 5 in here. 
You heard Professor Blood, I'll be the sequel, you missed that up. But there's nothing like uh, wanting uh, to see fruit uh, or positive results uh, from what you and I have sown into. See, in our lives, uh, as Christians, uh, it's nothing uh, like seeing fruitfulness in our lives. Experiencing the fruitfulness of life uh, lived for Jesus Christ. Amen. See, it's one thing to be saved uh, in the initial set free from sins, chains, uh, and the liberty and hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Uh, and from there, the miracle to experience fruitfulness. And this is where we're at this morning. I want to look at the seed in the soil. See, because I believe experiencing fruitfulness in our life uh, comes down to the seed uh, and the soil and that seed that is sowed into. See, if you're going to experience fruitfulness, uh, we have to understand this dynamic uh, and the practicalities of the seed uh, and the soil. In our text, uh, in verse 4, uh, Jesus is talking about seeds uh, being sown. He said, Behold, uh, a sower went out to sow. Uh, and as he sowed, uh, some uh, seed fell by the wayside. And we know God, he goes on talking about this seed fell on a uh, uh, stony ground. And this uh, seed fell on thorns. And he goes on and on and on and on. But what he's talking about this morning is seeds uh, that are being sown. See, now on the surface, clearly, again, we know that Jesus is using this parable as a means to tell an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Amen. And we know when Jesus taught the parables that uh, he's used things of that day uh, that we're familiar with. See, many of these people that he was talking to was farmers. Uh, so they got, they understood the seed and the soil concept. If Jesus was here teaching parables today, uh, they would probably be different uh, in our culture. Uh, there, you know, it might be few stories about farming, uh, and he might have did more parables about computers. Amen. That's the day and time we're living in, device. He might have did a parable on that. But most of the people, again, Jesus was speaking to were farmers. Uh, they understood the seeds and the plants uh, because they grew their fruits and vegetables. But see, I believe the valuable lesson here was about a seed being sold and the ability to produce. See, how many believe it is God's desire that you and I are producing fruit? Amen. amen. That you and I, amen, are, are producing fruit, amen, uh, rather that's in the area of people, amen, uh, in our own life, amen. Uh, God wants us to duplicate, amen, uh, the things that's been sown into our life. How many know that God wants you to be more, have more wiser, be more, have more wisdom than yesterday? Everything revolves, amen, in being uh, fruitful. See, it's God's desire, my friends, that our hearts uh, are from good soil. Because it is this soil that produces fruit. Uh, verse 8, it says, Still uh, uh, another seed fell on good soil. Um, it produced a crop of 160 and 30 times more than what was planted. This represents the people uh, who heard God's word and believed it. Uh, they put their trust in Jesus. Uh, their hearts received the message of the kingdom. Uh, and the seed of gospel uh, of the gospel has now taken root. See, there's those that would be fruitful and experience fruitfulness in their lives. It's those that sow their seed on good soil. How many believe that? This is no mystery this morning. And God also desires for us to sow seed uh, because how many know there's a life in the seed? Amen. Which produces fruit. 
You know, when you begin to, to see how a seed grows into a plant, uh, all these seeds uh, contain uh, different uh, nutrients and energies inside this hard uh, protective coating. It is in the seed uh, that's buried into this ground. Uh, when this seed is good uh, on the soft and warm soil, it sends out a little root that goes down into the soil. That root starts to drink up the nutrients uh, in the soil, and then they'll give uh, the plants more energy to live and survive. It gets energy enough to start growing. And then this tiny stalk uh, starts to reach up out the ground. Listen to me, church. Uh, this is Jesus' desire for us as well. All of life, listen to me, uh, resides in the seed, amen, uh, for this church right here in Virginia Beach. Uh, the seed of the gospel, the message of God's truth about life, uh, the seed of fruitfulness. Uh, this is where we're at this morning. That the seed, everything that you read about, uh, every sermon that you're listening to, uh, every revival that you go to uh, is a product of God uh, wanting to sow some seeds in your life uh, so that you can be fruitful. So that I can be fruitful. See, as believers, we need to see the fruitfulness working in our lives. How many believe that? We need to be fruitful. We need fruitfulness in our churches, church. There has to be an element of fruit uh, when it comes to making disciples. How many know uh, that's what it is? The equipping of young converts uh, into a ministry, amen. Uh, this is what fruitfulness is about. Uh, and see, I believe that a Christian life uh, should be defined by fruit. See, I'm under the impression that when Jesus talks about bearing fruit uh, this morning, uh, I believe he was talking about the impact our lives are meant to have. When he's talking about fruitfulness, uh, he's talking about the impact that you and I to have on our jobs, amen, uh, in our neighborhoods, amen, uh, amongst our family members, uh, making an impact, amen, bringing glory to his name, bearing much fruit. See, no doubt, church, God has called all of us to sow seed. The seed of the gospel with the purpose of bearing fruit. Uh, this is exactly God's design uh, for us, amen. Uh, but I declare to you uh, this morning, uh, what happens to the seed when the soil's not right? Amen. What happens to the seed when the soil's not right? Uh, when the soil's not quite right, I tell you what happened. That seed will bear no fruit. Amen. I want to look at the soil. See, in our text, uh, the Bible speaks of a seed uh, that could not produce uh, any fruit because of its soil, or at least it could not sustain it as well. Uh, in our scriptures, uh, the Bible says in verse 5, some fell on stony places uh, where they did not have much earth. Uh, let me tell you a true story. You ain't going to believe this, but it's true. I was in the ninth grade, 10th grade. I had a friend, uh, he was the best friend, I don't know why. If I knew, I'm thinking about his smarts now, I probably wouldn't have made him my best man. But we're in the ninth grade. And let's just say Bill was, in a, you know, uh, wasn't the wisest guy. But anyway, you know, his fifth period class was out there in the portables. And I remember uh, clear as day like it was yesterday, we were coming out uh, for lunch or whatever it was. Uh, and... Um, I'm looking, and I see him down there, and, you know, he's, they're out there planting seeds. The only problem was that Bill had his seeds on the concrete. Did you follow me? On the concrete. Your seeds can't grow on the concrete. They have to be in the dirt. 
Amen. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, you know, uh, you know, what are you doing? Like, you have to put the seeds in the right place. And, you know, uh, but anyway, I just thought about that when it says that uh, in the scripture that, uh, you know, it, it could have sprung up because it was on the earth. I thought about Bill there. But it says that the sun was scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. Uh, this scripture uh, is talking about a seed uh, that could not produce fruit uh, because of the bad soil it was sold on. Because of the bad soil, church. See, the source of fruitfulness uh, and being fruitful as well as the source of barrenness and unfruitfulness reverts back to your heart and my heart this morning. Based on how your heart is this morning uh, will determine uh, if whether you're going to be fruitful or not. The soil uh, is our heart uh, and it is the heart of the soil that will determine uh, the life of fruitfulness or barrenness, church. See, it's the importance uh, of a seed's fruitfulness uh, relies much on the soil that the seed is planted on. In other words, amen, uh, based on the soil of our hearts, amen, uh, it's going to determine uh, how fruitful you and I are going to be uh, in our walk as a Christian. See, in hindsight, uh, Jesus is saying, amen, that it is the, it is the same seed that produced no crop, uh, some crop, and great crop. It's saying it's the same seed. The same seed that produced nothing, it was the same seed that, that, you know, that brought fruit to a little bit and some that brought fruit to a great crop. It was the same seed, church. One produces fruit and the others don't. But how is that? See, the same seed was the same seed in every place, but the condition of the soil was different. Can I have every head bowed and eye closed right now? Because that's what it's about, church. This is where it's at right here, amen. Uh, it was the same seed. Uh, he didn't give, uh, you know, that uh, uh, certain farmers more seeds than the other. It was the same seed. But because of the soil, that made all the difference to what grew and what didn't. And I cannot tell you it's the same thing in our lives. Based on the heart condition of our heart being right with God. Is going to determine how fruitful you and I are. See, likewise, there are people who hear the same truth. Listen to me. Hear the same truth. Uh, they read the same Bible. They even perhaps go to the same church, uh, but produce different kinds of fruit because the soils are different. Some of you here today, uh, and this is where you're battling it, right here. Same church, uh, same Bible, same truth, uh, same pastor. So why am I not bearing uh, fruit or little to no fruit at all? I tell you, because the soils are different. There's many people represented here today, but I dare say that all our soils are the same. The same church, different fruit. Uh, could it be that that brother uh, really desires to give himself to the house of God more than the other? Devoted servant heart, uh, increasing growth uh, in his or her faith. Uh, not so easy rattled by every little thing. Same pastor, but different fruit. Uh, could it be that uh, that, that disciple is a little bit more dependable? See, it is of importance to know that the parable Jesus was telling about is, is more about the ground 
than it was about the sower church. The seed is straight, the gospel, the ingredients of fruitfulness, we get all that. Uh, but the ground church, uh, here's where the, where the work lies, our hearts this morning. See, again, this is many of believers right here. It is right here where it's the make or break it point uh, of that crossroad uh, of a life of fruitfulness uh, or a life of barrenness. See, the question this morning is, are we producing fruit? Are we producing fruit, church? Are we producing fruit with people? Are we uh, having fruitfulness in our own lives? Are we building relationships uh, with other brothers and sisters in the church? Because I tell you right now, uh, a lot of reasons why the soils uh, of people's hearts are bad uh, is because they have so many weeds amongst it. See, if we're going to bear fruit, uh, then we have to get rid of the weeds uh, this morning. In verse 7, it says, And other seeds fell among thorns. Uh, then in verse 29, if you read down a little bit, uh, down it says it talks about how thorns and weeds uh, grew up and crowded the plants. Have you ever had to pull weeds out of a yard or a garden? Amen? Raise your hand if you did that before. Ever had this? Oh, yeah, I remember. Don't remind me, Pastor. But one of the number one rules about pulling weeds is that you must get the roots out. And if you don't pull out the roots, uh, how many of the weeds will grow back and be more destructive than ever? See, I believe uh, the same concept uh, is when we allow weeds to grow within the soil of our hearts. Uh, we can't be fruitful because too many weeds are crowding around at the same time. We will begin to have bad attitudes towards life. Amen. Uh, this becomes a weed. How many of your attitude uh, about perspective of life can become a weed uh, that, not, that prohibits you from, you and I, from producing fruit? Bad attitudes uh, towards church, uh, towards people, and most importantly, God. Uh, all of these things create a bad soil that will not bear fruit, church. Half-heartedness uh, creates a bad soil. When we halfway want to do things from God, uh, we want to live on the seesaw of life, amen. Listen to me, uh, we cannot bear fruit, amen, with half-heartedness. Because that's sold on the wrong soil. We begin to see fruitfulness of such happening in the life of others, but not much of our own. See, wherever there are weeds, church, they take over the good plants, Amen. The strong roots of weeds uh, use up all the nutrients in the soil, and the plants are left with hardly nothing. See, a lot of plants that barely grow, listen to me, uh, and don't produce uh, vegetables and, and various different things is because of the weeds in their life. Uh, some may escape, but some don't, uh, and this creates an inconsistency of fruitfulness in a person's life. This is why you may be here, you say, you know, Pastor, it feels like some weeks uh, and sometimes I'm fruitful uh, and then sometimes I'm not. Could it be because we keep changing our soil? Things keep, weeds, different things keep coming into our heart, uh, you know, enabling us to produce. And because of this church, sadly, many Christians don't bear any kind of spiritual fruit. These be the people that don't share the truth uh, that is deep down in their hearts, which is the gospel. Amen. Instead of good fruit, their lives are full of worry, fear, greed, and frustration. They think more about themselves uh, than the things of God. 
when weeds crowd our heart, church. See, with that said, I believe there are key areas that I believe God desires us to bear fruit in. Let's start with fruitfulness in our own life. How many want to be fruitful? Amen. That, you know, fruitfulness even in our own lives. You know, the Bible often uses the metaphor of fruit to, to describe the produce of our lives. How many know a, a fruit can either be good or bad? Amen. Matthew 7, 18 says a healthy tree uh, cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. In other words, uh, if our heart uh, is not right in a certain area, then how do we expect uh, God to produce in that area that is not right in? How can uh, you know that a bad tree uh, produce good fruit? The roots are jacked up from the beginning. This is why we have to make sure we have our hearts right when we go out on outreach. Amen. It can't just be just a whole other day. Oh, here we go again. You know, pastor, expect me to be here. Let me get this hour out of the way so I can go on, go on to the mall. And you wonder why that all the people you talk to at that door, there is no fruit. Cannot spend that time, that dedicated time alone, uh, focusing on the souls of, of, me, uh, of, uh, of humanity because our minds are somewhere else. Romans 7, 5 says, For when we were in the realm of the flesh, uh, we bore fruit unto death. Uh, see, uh, a fruitful Christian will produce better results, church. See, bearing fruit this morning uh, is a direct result of whatever controls our heart. Let me say that again. Bearing fruit is the direct result uh, of whatever that controls your heart. In Matthew 15, 19, the Bible says that the fruit of life not surrendered to Jesus includes sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, and jealousy, fits of rage, and many more evil acts. But in Galatians 5, 19, 20, uh, we see a contrast of the fruit of the Spirit of God uh, that contains God's love, uh, His gentleness, amen, His peace, uh, and His joy. Self-control, that's a good one that all of us need to ask for every day. Self-control, especially when you're dealing with people. Lord, don't, don't let me slap them. Don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. Self-control, that's, a, that's, that's one we always need to contend for. Because how many of the flesh don't want to bear fruit? We want to fight. So, Lord, I turn the other cheek. When I turn back around, you better be gone. <laughs> man bearing fruit see we are going to have to bear fruit amen uh, we are a product of what our soul is amen how about bearing fruit when it comes to people amen see for some of you I just said a cuss word people oh that word people God said, you can't love me if you don't love people. Amen. You know, it's the reason why out of the Ten Commandments that only four of them had to do with man's relationship with God and six of them was dealing with people. <laughs> That's how not kill. <laughs> That's how not lie. That's how not kill. All this stuff is dealing with our interaction. Amen. All these things deal with our interaction uh, with people. See, this is the area right here, church, 
This is that area where we begin to just be like, uh, ah, I, don't, I don't know so much. I don't know. I, you know, I struggled in this area, Pastor, when it's dealing with, uh, with, uh, you know, with people. They just get on my nerves. Listen to me. God said, if you're going to produce fruit and be fruitful, you got to be fruitful with people. You got to have your soil right to, with people. See, are we producing fruit with people? Or is our attitude bad towards them? Is our patience on a short fuse? People wrong you, and now, uh, you know, uh, you're building, don't want to build relationships. You're ready to throw that relationship off the bridge. See, being able to be fruitful with people is something that you and I, listen to me, is going to have to contend for. Amen. So that desire for people, you know, of Jesus really lives in you. How can we expect uh, to be fruitful with people uh, when we're, you know, uh, you know, keep them at a distance? See, if we're going to be fruitful with people, it has to be more than I, I, I haven't had a fellowship in a while, so let me just have one. No, that needs to be in you. That needs to be something that I love hanging around people. I love just seeing what God's doing with people. Not something that I, I haven't been on outreach, so let me just go because uh, I ain't been in a while. Now, we need to have a, a heart for people. Not just by covering up and I've been busy. No, my friend, something has came in contact with the soil, and that's your heart this morning. See, bearing fruit with people is an essential expression of discipleship. Amen. Now think about that. Bearing fruit and fruitfulness with people uh, has all to do with discipleship, uh, the ability, amen, to impart uh, what you know about the gospel uh, into someone else. As they begin to follow Jesus, uh, as Paul says, imitate me uh, as I imitate Christ. See, along with bearing fruit with people, I believe that comes with some sacrifices that have to be made. Amen. See, there's a sacrifice, church, that comes with seeing or experiencing fruit this morning. How many of the former... When he's planting this, he just don't just throw seeds on the ground, but I'm going to come back to that corn baby ready next week. He'll just, ah, oh, I mean, the grapes better be next week. No, there got to be some sacrifice. There has to be some toiling of the ground, amen. It has to be some plowing. It has to take work. And at the same time, if we're going to bear fruit, there's some sacrifices that you and I are both going to have to be made if we want to see fruit. I was reading an article of the sacrifice of a farmer's wife and the sacrifices that are made for the sake of fruit. Katie Pugh, another tired farmer's wife uh, who has recognized the beauty and the hardship of sacrifice, she says, with sacrifice comes trust, a trust that goes beyond the day in and day out, but a trust that understands and sees the fruit of sacrifice with gratitude. She says the sacrifice her husband faced is not uh, just found in the long hours of being a farmer, but in the frustrations of machinery breakdowns, the unpredictable weather that a farmer has to face, uh, the grain prices plummeting, and missing his family terribly. However, she says the fruit of the sacrifices is well worth it. Can I tell you, church, it's well worth it. Those people, amen, that you come out, they may you sacrifice your privilege time on Saturday to go knock on doors, and you see them here on Sunday, and they're serving God, they're in the ministry now. It's well worth it. 
the sacrifice. Even our finances. Our brother talked about the, your pastor there, uh, you know, in Romania now, uh, doing a good work, helping build a church. Listen to me. Uh, who knows uh, what that family or this team touches somebody in Romania and now they're living for God. You may not never meet them, but God knows their name. Listen to me. Producing fruit, uh, that's what it's about. Giving to it, uh, uh, you know, laboring, whatever the case may be. You know, the fruit that we've seen in Chesapeake over these last two and a half years, church, uh, it didn't just come, uh, they just didn't just walk into churches because they just thought me and my wife was a good, you know, a good couple or something. Just because, oh, we're did, we, we a new church here in Chesapeake, uh, come out to ours, uh, and it's 100,000 of them others too as well. Amen. But it was sacrifice. You know, seven months before we even left to go uh, to Chesapeake, uh, we spent our Saturdays here and there going to a city, scoping out the land, talking to people, building flyers saying uh, a church in Chesapeake is coming soon. Uh, if you need any praying, uh, any marriage counseling, call such and such number. There was a sacrifice that was being made. And we was able to see uh, the fruit, amen, uh, grow rapidly in that church uh, from day one. Very first service to open had 31 people. And, I, and, and we've been there two and a half years uh, up until a couple of uh, weeks ago. And that's been the same average from day one. Listen to me. If you will sacrifice, uh, there will be fruitfulness, Amen. And your God will be able to show you that. Listen to me. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't always low-hanging fruit. Amen. In other words, that's that fruit where, you know, just, it's easy to pull. There was times, you know, uh, being a pastor there in that church, uh, I had to tug on that fruit to come. Uh, <clears throat> get over it. But listen, it was so worth the while, even in the midst of sacrifice. See, experiencing fruitfulness requires a sacrifice somewhere. You just have to fill in that blank. Experience fruitfulness is going to require a sacrifice uh, somewhere. And let me say to those that are married, listen to me, uh, you guys are in this together. It ain't just that one person uh, or that spouse. Listen to me, uh, we have to support, we have to be a team, we have to bear fruit together. Was that not God's uh, number one command for the marriage? To be fruitful. It wasn't just in one area, Amen. Amen. We take that scripture like, oh, I'm fruitful. I know we got six. Amen. That's one thing I tell God. Well done. I did that right. That's it. If I didn't do nothing else, I got that right. But listen now. God's called us to bear fruit in many different areas, especially as a couple. Remember, sacrificing, amen. Uh, you know, uh, you know if, for the experience of fruit, it's going to take sacrifice. I thank God for my wife that was, that, that, you know, that sacrificing uh, various different things throughout the years uh, in our ministry. Everything, you know, in the back, everything she was doing, uh, every uh, fellowship we had, every uh, time she took the time uh, to, you know, to minister to the women, uh, whatever the case may be, even following my crazy stuff all the way to Africa. That's a sacrifice. If you knew me back in the day, you're like, I wouldn't follow you nowhere. Nowhere. But that's what I'm saying. Thank God for that. Amen. Uh, but it all boils down to sacrifice. Last thing, I want to look at bearing fruit from the good soil. How many know that's what it's about? Amen. 
In verse 8 of our text, it says, But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He, uh, it said, He who has the ear to hear, let him hear. And what it's saying is, church, listen to me. Uh, as you and I begin to bear fruit uh, on good soil, how many know we're going to bear fruit? It says some 100, some 60, some 34, and all that had to do because of the soil was right. You see, fruitfulness is the thing of our hearts, church. But not only that, but how many know fruitfulness is, is, is based on how attached you and I are to the vine? Can you say amen? How many know that vine is Jesus Christ this morning? That he is that vine, uh, he is that stem. The Bible says uh, that uh, in John uh, 15, 1 through 5, it says that I am the true vine. Uh, I, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me uh, that bears no fruit. Uh, while every branch that does bear fruit, uh, he prunes uh, so that it will be even more fruitful. Uh, he said, you already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Uh, remain in me as I also remain in you. Uh, no branch can bear fruit by itself. Uh, it must remain in the vine. He says, neither can you bear fruit uh, unless you remain in me. I am the vine. Uh, you are the branches. And if you remain in me, I and you, uh, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen to me, church. Fruitfulness comes by being attached to the vine. You being here this morning shows the determination that you want to be attached to the vine. Amen. And when you're attached to the vine and you and I being branches, listen to me. We are bloom. Amen. When you're attached to the vine, amen, you'll begin to blossom even in the winter when things are supposed to die. Amen. How many know a lot? I don't, I don't remember the last time I seen a rose bush coming up in the winter. Because they're not supposed to. But as Christians, as you and I live and attached to the vine, even in seasons uh, of barrenness, uh, when it seems like all hope has failed, uh, you will still blossom. You will still be fruitful, amen, uh, amongst a dark world that needs answers uh, because you are the light, the Bible says. You will begin to produce fruit, amen, uh, when it seems like everything else else is dying around. Uh, the e you know, the, the, you know, the uh, economy is crashing down, but not yours. Because you'll begin to produce much fruit. Amen. <laughs> See, those that reap and sow seed in good soil and receive are those that are connected to the vine. Can you say amen? Those uh, that, uh, are, that are able to stay in contact with the vine, amen, we will produce much fruit. See, Jesus wanted his friends, not only those 11, but those of all time, to know that he was not going to desert them. Even though they would no longer enjoy his physical presence, uh, his spiritual reality would continue to nourish and sustain them. Uh, just as the roots in the trunk of a grapevine produces energy that nourishes and sustains its branches while they develop its fruit. See, we, can, we cannot, uh, church, uh, produce no fruit without being connected to this vine this morning. Jesus went on uh, to remove any misunderstanding uh, of what he meant in John 15, 4. He says that no branch can even live, uh, let alone produce any fruit by itself. Cut off from the trunk, a branch is dead. Uh, listen, this is a Christian, amen, uh, that's, that's trying to produce fruit, amen, but that's not attached to the vine. 
Everything that we begin to do will begin to die because there's no life. Uh, there's no uh, root there. Can you say amen? No believer can achieve anything of spiritual value outside of Christ. How many know fruit bearing, as I wind down, is on God's timing? Amen. We just have to stay connected. Amen. See, church, uh, the, the, the plant, how many know the plant does not decide when it's going to bear fruit? Amen. It just happened. There's nothing planned about it. Uh, this is true when it comes to uh, uh, childbirth. Uh, I just asked my wife uh, a few years ago with our little girl. Uh, we thought we was going to church. Well, we did come to church. Uh, it was a Sunday night service. We thought we was about to go fellowship. Water fell on the floor. We having a baby. We thought we, might, we thought about having a fellowship. We have another type of fellowship. No one, you know, you can't even, you can't choose these things. Just like a plant, I can't decide. How many know this is God's timing? See, in the same way, church, we can't, can't decide when we're going to bear spiritual fruit because fruit comes naturally when we remain connected to the vine. Amen. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. See, we aren't responsible to make the fruit this morning, but we are responsible to keep the soil in good condition. Can you say amen? We cannot make the fruit. We don't know when the plant's going to grow. Amen. We just have to stay connected to the vine. Amen. Uh, and keep our soil, our hearts uh, in good condition so that we can be fruitful. Let's be fruitful. Amen. As a church, Virginia Beach, a city almost of a half a million people. Amen. Listen to me. There's fruit uh, to be brought. Amen. Into the house of kingdom, into the kingdom of God. But as the Bible says, who? Who's going to go get them? Who's going to bear fruit? Let's stay connected to the vine. Let's have a vision beyond what we see. Could this church one day be a conference body? Could there various different things can be happening? Amen. Just think about how much damage all you could do if everybody right here was on the outreach. Everybody was, uh, you know, involved in just people. Listen to me. God's into the uh, growing crop business. Amen. The question is, are you? Let's bear fruit. Let's be fruitful. Let's produce. Amen. But we got to remember, we have to keep our soil of our hearts right. This is where the condition is. The seed in itself is life, but it has to sow on good soil. Amen. Can I have every head bow, every eye closed this morning? <coughs> in respect to your neighbor. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website, vbph.org, and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.